Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah Yeshayahu 57, chapter Nun Zion. <clears throat> and this is Saul Weinrib, your host. We last studied chapter 56, in which we ended the last several verses, which really should be together in this chapter, according to the way the Jewish chapters are, are broken down. This, this, this chapter 57 is a continuation of the last three verses of 56. In those three verses, God was criticizing the people who were out for their own benefit, their own gain, their own selfishness, um, and, and greediness. And um, criti God criticized them for thinking and saying things like, we're just going to eat and drink wine and get drunk and do our thing because nothing's going to be a problem. So we're still talking about those people. And um, the first verse of 57, uh, there's various ways to interpret it. I am going to interpret it similar to the way the Malbim is interpreted. I think this one is that the people speaking are still those selfish people, the, those groups of selfish drunkards, etc., that do their own thing, that don't pay attention to others. Um, and they say as follows, and this is following the lead of the Malbim on this um, this interpretation. Hatzadik avod, the righteous person, is lost. He dies. As the Malbim says, Heim omrim These people say, we can drink beer and drink wine, because what is going to happen in the end anyway? The righteous person dies just like we die. And no one really cares. No one pays any attention. The, the righteous person dies. The evil person dies. They all die, so we might as well have fun. And those people that practice kindness and are nice to other people, they all die without anyone ever understanding. Everyone wonders why is it that they that these good people perish and die. We might as well just be evil and enjoy ourselves. And then they conclude, why is it that all those righteous people died? Because they weren't selfish enough. They didn't stand up for themselves. They didn't fight for themselves. They weren't big enough. Because of their it's it's because of of, of the um they deprive themselves of the raw. The, the, because they deprive themselves, that's why they died. So God answers as follows. Yavo shalom. God answers no. Peace shall come to him. He who lives a good life and is not selfish will have peace. You, on the other hand, will never have peace. Which we'll see, God will say more. In a minute, they will rest upon their beds. Yes, they will die, but they will die knowing that they lived properly. He who goes straight, he who walks straight with me and isn't crooked. The Atem and you, God says to in plural, and you all, all of you people that are people of sorcery, come close and listen to me. Zerah, you children, Minaif. That are full of, of um, of um, of adultery and and uh, and uh, zenus and harlotry. 
we're going to see here in this next uh, uh, several verses that God uses the language of of harlotry and and promiscuity to describe people that turn away from God and turn towards other powers, whether they be sorcery and other idols, or whether they be just worshiping themselves or their own greed, etc. Of course, it's he's also directly. Uh, criticizing promiscuity, but but more than that, he's using it as an example, as a metaphor for people that turn away from God and turn away from the one who they should be faithful to. Um, I also chose to translate this zera fatizna, not as children of adultery and children of um, promiscuity, which would seem to mean that their parents were the were the perpetrators. But rather, Zera, you are children who are Mino'e Fatizna. Um, uh, this is a, a type of form of language which is used often in Yeshayahu and in the Tanakh in general. So then God turns to them and says, Almitis Anagu. Um. Uh, wait, actually, before I go to verse 4, uh, back in verse 3, when it said, Va'atem kirvu heina, come close to me, this is somewhat reminiscent of something that God said earlier. We remember back in chapter 41, there God was talking to the nations, and he said, in 41 verse 21, he told them, you know, kirvu rivchem, come close to me, gather around, hagishu atzmechem, atzmosechem, yorom el come to me, and tell me, defend yourselves. Tell me how you can explain your behavior. That was a place where God said that to the nations and their behavior of being oppressive towards others. Over here, God is telling individuals, individual people, whether they were leaders or others that led people astray in the wrong direction, away from God, towards selfishness, etc. God's asking them, come here to me and defend yourselves. Because as we'll see later in this chapter, God's intention is not to destroy them. God's intention is to bring them back. For whom do you pleasure yourselves? Remember, we've seen many times, if, especially if we go all the way back to chapter 2, um, all the way back in the beginning, the relationship between arrogance and sorcery. I just want to go back to chapter 2 for a moment, verse 5. Um, where God said, um, You have slipped away, and you filled up with sorcerers, like the, you learned from the Philistines, and, and so on. And it continues there all the way through verse 11. Where, where God criticizes the people for their arrogance. The connection between arrogance and sorcery popped up several other times in Yeshayahu, and it's popping up here again. And he's saying, Almi tis anogu. For whom do you pleasure yourselves? Almi tarchivu To whom do you pray? Ta'arichu lashon. Do you give long speeches? You're praying to, you're wasting all of your time and effort trying to placate and speak to and pray to all sorts of other gods and all sorts of other powers. 
Halo atem yilde fesha zera shaker. Behold, aren't all of you children of iniquity and and offspring that are full of falsehood? Hanechamim ba'elim. You look for comfort in elim. Here means it, it could mean gods, but it prob other gods, or it could also mean uh, trees, certain types of trees. Terebinths are often called elim. So, but it probably chose that term because elim also could mean other gods. So hanechamim, those who look for comfort in other gods, tachas kol eitzra anan beneath all these, all the other uh, shades of the trees where. Again, uh, typically idol worship would take place. And then it raises one of the worst practices of those that worship idols, those that slaughter their children in the in the nichalim, in the wadis, in the riverbeds, among the clefts of the rocks. They they kill their children in order to worship their their gods. This is clearly a, a criticism saying, why are you, Amitis Anagu, like we said at the beginning of the previous verse, you're, you're pleasuring yourselves in front of these gods and you're pleasuring yourselves with wine and drink and so on in, in, in worship of all sorts of powers and things other than me. So God says in the end, those rocks, those clefts in the rocks, those riverbeds, that's where you're going to end up. Stuck and smashed in the rocks. Heim heim goralech. That will be your ultimate fate. Gam lohem shofach donesech halisa mincha. Because even to them, you have you have poured out wines in their honor. You have brought offerings to them. Hal ela enochem. Should I give um um? Should I be be comforted? For your, for the fact that you forsook me, and and turn towards these things, al har goboa In another place, God says on the high mountains. Again, we all know from archaeology that it was typically on the tops of the high mountains where they built the temples. In these lofty high mountains, Samta Mishkavech, That's where you place the the place where you where you where you lie down. In other words, the place where you go to seek comfort. Gamsham Alisa. Over there, you have went Lisboach Zavach to bring sacrifices to those gods, and then God turns towards the practice of the people who often try to look on the outside like they are pious towards God, and they try to set up a life where people. A look at them and they think that they they act as if they are um, they are pious good people but behind closed doors their their um, their actions are anything but in their real heart behind the doors behind your doorposts that is where you are placed your your thoughts your memories what you're really thinking your mind is what's going on behind closed doors what you're not showing the public because you have ran away from me. You have exiled yourself from me. And you have went up. This, probably this going up would be a reference to the Hargovoa, the mountaintops, which we just spoke about in the verse before. And then just like after we mentioned the mountaintops, it said, that's where you placed your, your, the place where you lie down, the place where you look for comfort. Again here, you have widened your bed, the place where you lie, the place where you seek comfort in on those mountaintops, in those temples to those other gods. And you made uh, covenants with them. 
Ahavd Mishkavon Yod Chaziz. You have um, you have loved lying in their beds. Again, this metaphor of 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 using uh, the idea of of um, of lying with another uh, with another woman, um, of 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 lying with uh, with another, uh, you know, a person, you know, disloyalty to the to your spouse, being the the image of lying with the other gods on these mountaintops. Yod Chaziz, you have. Um, you have made a, a, a covenant with them. Vatoshuri la melech bashemen. And you, you got so um involved in this um in this in the things that you are looking after and going towards, just like a a now this is Vatashuri switches to um not switches, we we we've been using the feminine form here, this last two verses, of, of uh, the image of a woman cheating and and being promiscuous outside of the relationship with her with her spouse so and god says over here uh, uses the image of not just not you're not just um being unfaithful but vatashuri lashemen you you've dressed yourself up and oiled yourself in order to make yourself attractive so that you can have relationships with even the king like you're trying to move up in the world by making yourself attractive, vatarbi rikuchayech, and you provide, and you used many different perfumes, vatishalchi tzirayech ad mirachok, and to the extent, and the uh, remember the image that God is saying here is that you, the people, the people that have decided to seek their own benefit and their own pleasure rather than be faithful to God, have dressed themselves up in such a way in order to leave and to gilis, like we said before, to exile themselves, to go away. They did everything they can to make themselves attractive to those other peoples, those other gods, those other things, and they should be accepted in the other world. That's the image that God's trying to draw here. And he's just using the image of an unfaithful woman to, to portray that. So he says, You have sent messengers far, far away. You've tried, you've looked everywhere except for at me, God says. Everywhere you looked, you tried to go and make yourself attractive to the kings, to the powers that be, to the nations, to everyone else except for me. And you went so far out, and you lowered yourself to the netherworld. This is the image sometimes in order to be accepted by others. You dress yourself up and you put on all the oils and the nice clothes and you make yourself look good to them. And sometimes you degrade yourself in order to placate yourself to them, in order to to, to put yourself beneath them. I would like to remind you here um, about the multiple times we had uh, criticisms of the people for seeking alliances with Egypt and seeking alliances with Assyria and seeking alliance. <laughs> Ishayahu spent so many times many chapters especially in the in, in in the first 20 to 30 chapters of the book criticizing them rely on god don't rely don't keep trying to degrade yourself by paying tribute to these other kings um that that who are really only out to get you not out to help you um so that's really what he's criticizing here you degraded yourself to go there no matter how hard you tried you kept trying and it never worked but you never gave up. You kept trying to placate yourself to all those others, but instead of getting anywhere, it failed. Chayat yodeich matzas. What did you find? What, what, what did you find? No matter how hard you kept trying, 
you were never accepted by them, but you did find gratification for you you managed to find a lifestyle, a way of life in which you were able to um, uh, fulfill your physical lusts and desires. So you kept on going, therefore you didn't stop, right? So God's saying what you never found acceptance, but you did find a way to throw off the yoke of God and seek your own personal pleasure, so you never stopped. However, and this is a very um, interesting um, <clears throat> observation, and that is, is that is that when people live a lifestyle where they're where they pretend to be uh, faithful on the outside, but on the inside they're they're not. People that are constantly um, seeking something else, deep down they know where the truth lies, so they're constantly lying. And now God says something in one of the several instances of sarcasm. God says, Why are you bothering to lie? Why are you, who are you worried about? Who are you afraid of that you have to lie? Go ahead, join them, become them. And you're, and you're, and you're, and you're not remembering me. So you're going out there and you're lying. We all know who it is that you're really afraid of deep down. And that's me. But me, you're not paying attention to me, but you know that deep down you're, 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 you're afraid of me. But you know that so long I've been quiet. I've been waiting for you to come back on your own. I haven't said anything. And it has been going on for so long. But then, and, and, but you don't act in a way that you have fear of me. So then God says again with a little bit of sarcasm, I'm going to tell you now something about your righteousness. Imagine righteousness in quotes. It's righteousness you pretend to have. Yes, and your real actions. And these things that you're doing aren't going to help you no matter how much you've tried to become like them and to join them and to look to them for help. It's not going to do anything. However, all those people, they are not going to save you when um, all of those buddies, the kibbutzayach, all those people that gather around you and sit and joke around and listen to your words of wisdom, they're not going to help you when you have to cry when you're suffering. Yes, all of them are going to just get blown away by the wind. When push comes to shove, all of those, quote, friends are going to mean nothing to you they're going to be gone. They're going to disappear. They're going to all run for themselves because they're all selfish looking after themselves. However, God says, Ba'chosebi, those that do have faith in me, yinchal eretz, they will inherit the land permanently. V'yirash harkochi, they are the ones that are going to inherit my holy mountain. V'omar, and then he says, God says, solu, solu, clear the road. Panu derach, move, clear the road. Harimu michshol miderach ami. Remove all of these obstacles from the road of my nation. All of you people that I'm criticizing now, I want you all back. Take down these, these, these obstacles that are keeping you from me. Come back, have faith in me, and come back and you will inherit the land. Why? God says in chat, we're up to verse 15, Because so says the one who is high and uplifted and exalted above all, the one who resides 
in 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 the lofty heavens, Kadoshimo, the one who is called Kadosh, constantly Yeshayahu refers to God as the Kadosh Yisrael, the Holy One of Israel, Marom Kadosh Eshkon, the one who um who lives in in the heights and in the holiness. However, the Ruach. However, he is with the ones who are lowly and contrite and lowly in spirit, the ones who are humble, God comes to give life to the spirit of those who are who are at at the bottom, who are low who are low, who are who are oppressed, and to give life and spirit to the hearts of those who who have um who have been crushed, who have felt humility and have felt um um a remorse. Kilola Olam Ariv, God says I'm not here always to fight with you. I'm not here to make you suffer. That's not my purpose. I will not be angry at you forever. Yes, I did was angry at you and I did punish you, but it's not going to go on forever. Because um, um, I am the one who makes spirits, um, uh, you know, I'm the one who created uh, spirits in in a way that they um, that they uh, sometimes is translated as as flag or wrap or um, or you know I wrap people in their spirits. I was the one that created people. I gave them their spirit. I was the one who created the souls. I didn't create them because I wanted to hurt them and to make them suffer. It was ba'avon bits okatsafti. He says in verse seventeen. It was because the the sin of their greed. That I was angry, and I was struck him, and I hid my face, and I was mad. And they kept on going in the way of their own hearts. They were the ones that didn't listen. But I saw his ways, and what did I do? I came down to heal him. I came down to guide him. I came to bring him comfort. And to those that mourn him, the people that suffered, I came to comfort them. I came to help them. I came to bring them back. I am the one who creates the speech of lips. Shalom, shalom, I have come to say peace, peace to those that are distant from me and those that are close. Those that remain faithful and those that have stepped astray. I am here to bring peace to all of them, Omar Adonai, says God, Urafasiv. I am here to heal them. I am here to heal them all. However, nonetheless, there will still be those that choose not to be healed. And the evil ones. Um, they are like a, a, a stormy sea. That it just simply won't, won't settle down. It'll constantly be stormy by and it's constantly stirring up dirt and mud and muck because they will just simply not get the message. Ain shalom, but there will be no peace on my for those God said my God says to the evil ones, people that even in the end, even when God comes to bring them back, they won't get the message and they won't come back. Thank you so much for listening to chapter fifty seven. Looking forward to studying chapter fifty eight together.